and welcome back to another episode of Tea Time with Mother and Crone. We got a lot of interesting things to talk about, but first, we got to figure out what's in our cup. So, Melinda, could you tell us what I'm drinking in my cup tonight? Yes, tonight we have stinging nettle. Um, stinging nettle is good for a lot of different things. As with anything, you always want to check with your doctor first. It can have side effects with some medications that you're taking. Um, some of the things that I read are like diuretics, um, blood pressure medication. So just, you know, always ask. Also, um, if you're pregnant, it can induce contractions. So just, you know, be careful. Um, some interesting things. So it's net nettle or stinging nettle is a shrub that comes from Northern Europe, North America, and Asia. Scientific name is Erterca dioica. The botanists are going to hurt me for that one. Um, the plant boasts pretty heart-shaped leaves and yellow or pink flowers, but the stem is covered in tiny stiff hairs that release stinging chemicals when touched, which is why it's stinging nettles. Now, if you touch these, it will cause skin irritation to human touch. Um, so you have to be careful when you're handling them. And a lot of gardeners actually will pull them up as weeds. They think that they're weeds um, because they, they do look like weeds. They can get very tall. Um, now, stinging nettle has been used for over 2,000 years, wow. which I found was very interesting. I didn't realize it was such an old herbal plant. Um, as a powerful spring tonic for joint health and overall wellness. And many traditional cultures would forage for the greens and prepare it in food, um, which I found was interesting. So what, the, what you can do is you can blanch the leaves. Uh, you can also dry the leaves or cook them down. And when you do that, the nettles will lose their sting. Oh, I was gonna ask how that worked because that, that would be interesting. Yes, they'll lose their sting. And when you eat it, you can use, uh, so you can use it in pestos, pastas, soups, and it's really good. Um, it's high, it's a good source of vitamin A and calcium. And you can also, it also mentioned that um, Hippocrates' idea of using food as an herbal medicine, he actually had nettle as one of the um, ideas. So it gives it, well, it gives an, a deeper meaning, nettle specifically, because you can use it in food as herbal medicine. The author was saying that Hippocrates' idea of using food as medicine, nettle was a good example for that. Hmm. Um, an interesting thing also about nettle is that you can use it for cordage or making rope. So what indigenous people would do is, and you can still do it today for like survivalists or camping or whatever. Um, you can actually take the branches, you can you know rip them out of the dirt. And then of course you wanna have gloves and strip the leaves off. What you do is you break the branches in half. And I actually saw a six minute YouTube video. You can YouTube it, and learn how to do it. Um, you break the branches in half, and then what you do is you peel the bark 
it, the fibers of the bark and it's almost like a, a paper, like a leathery paper. The skin is basically what you're peeling and you let it dry and it's very, very strong. So when it dries, you can actually braid the cords and it's a very tight rope that you can use for different things. So if you're making like shelter or, you know, whatever you need, bandages, you know, whatever you might need to tie off, it's it's been used for that for hundreds of years. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, that really is. I know. And some of the really good medical benefits for nettle, um, it helps with urinary tract health. It also helps with allergies, which is one of the reasons why I drink it. It was actually recommended to me by my cousin. Um, she actually was very nice enough to send me a big bag of organic um, nettle tea when I was having a huge bout of allergies um, and she uses it and it helps a lot. Um, it also helps treating muscle and joint pain and it can also help strengthen bones. Um, it's also good for skin irritation like eczema and acne. It helps reduce redness and swelling and also soothes itching and speeds up the healing. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And it also boosts heart health and helps lower blood pressure. But again, if you're on medications, you wanna always, always check. And as far as the magical properties, so the association for nettle magically would be um, planet Mars, masculinity, fire, Aries, Scorpio, and Libra being the zodiacs. The attributes would be that it's good for binding, courage, healing, protection, and banishing, if that's your thing. So I thought that was really cool. I, a lot of cool stuff. Yes, it amazes me when you start looking at the magical versus medicinal purposes of a lot of the plants and herbs. They actually like if it's for healing, it's a it's a natural herb that heals, and protection it promotes good health. So it's almost like they mirror each other. Yes, exactly. And I just could not get over when I saw the thing about the the cord the cording. I was like, what? Wait a second. I gotta I gotta find out about this. <laughs> so I did. I watched a little six minute video and I. I saw the guy he actually uprooted them and did the whole thing and I was like wow that's really neat See, and that reminds me like a hemp um marijuana the hemp plant they made ropes out of it for years and years and years um they oh, said yeah, you can do so many I mean yeah, yeah and they were like it, it was the strongest rope around oh yeah mm -hmm. so I mean a lot of plants have medicinal and actual food because you got to eat it sometimes for food right and a lot of different like you don't just use the plant for one thing you use the leaves for this the flowers for this the bark for this I mean it's it's almost like we encompass it if we do it correctly exactly so I thought that was a good one and I also did find out um, about blackthorn from Ooh. last week's show so it is native to Europe and Asia, and also it did mention Iran. 
it so one of the sources said it is not native to North America. Another one did say it may be found in North America, but if so, it would be the Northeast like we had thought. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, so it's still the jury was kind of out, but that was the only source that had mentioned North America. Everything else that I saw, it seemed like no go for North America. Well, so it might be one of those things that might have been brought over and they didn't know if it propagated. Yeah. And in, and one of the things it did say it's very difficult to bring over um, from from England. It, it did mention it, it's it's found in the UK more so than anywhere else. But France, Asia, you know, Eastern Asia. So I did I did want to follow up on that. I'm still working on the dates for the fairy tribe. But. That's interesting, though, because a lot of the plants that we have in America, we think are native are not. Mm -hmm. So, and like the hawthorn is the cousin to the blackthorn, which means our hawthorn might be the American blackthorn. Right, right. Because it produced and grew here. Because sometimes when you bring a plant from one area to the other, it changes the plant. So it, it becomes a little bit different than the original plant it was came from. Exactly. And if you want to, if anyone out there wants to look it up, if you find something called slow, S-L-O-E, that is the same. It's another term for blackthorn, which is the, the same plant or tree that we were discussing last week. So is that having, there's an alcohol called slow. Is that, it's called oh. a slow fizz. So, oh, I'm sure. Maybe it has, maybe it's derived from that. Yeah. Oh, that would be interesting. You have to research that. Now. The not. berries. I'm just thinking the berries because a lot of times, um, like poke berries and things were used right to flavor alcohol. Now it's all done artificially. Right. Uh, that would be interesting to find out. I have to look at that. Mm -hmm. Shows you how old I am. That's a very old drink. <laughs> <laughs> had to bring that one up. Definitely. Well, we've all had fun with Austera and kind of sort of glad holidays are over you get a gone over feeling but april is holiday free so that gears us up for belting <laughs> so start saving all your energy now in your little jars for belting you'll need it you'll need it yes um so we will next month start going in in april we're going to start talking a little bit about belting and especially how to talk over it with your children and explain it to your children in a way that they will understand. Exactly. It's a fertility holiday. We get it, you know, but you know, you still have to have the children understand a little bit about the heritage behind it. So we're going to have some of that, um, a little bit more of the lore and some really fun, silly facts about it, because if we can't have fun with it, nobody else can. Right. Exactly. So we'll be talking about that. And again, like we do it a little bit every month. So you guys get a, a handle what's going on. But we were talking earlier um, what we were going to do for tonight, today's show, because there's a lot of things going on right now. Um, people are starting to come out of hibernation and, you know, a lot of the states have lessened their restrictions and, you know, things are starting. I, I don't want to say normal because we never had normal. Normal is a fallacy. 
but things are getting back somewhat to where they were. And all of a sudden, um, people are now starting to get back out and it's like, oh, we're meeting people again that we haven't seen for a while. Mm -hmm. And you're on Zoom with them, but you still have, uh, you have a mask for every occasion. So you have that mask when you're talking to them. Now you've got to see them in real life. Mm -hmm. And um, the big buzzword I'm seeing now is everybody wants to do shadow work before we all get back out into society. Right. And uh, I just thought that was interesting to bring up shadow work because that's not a subject that's really brought up a lot in the path. I mean, you're told to work on yourself, but a lot of different paths really don't go over that as well. Right. So it's kind of one of those things. Uh, what's the Michael Jackson song, um, Man in the Mirror? It's kind of that thing. Just exactly. Take a look at yourself, the little housekeeping work. Mm -hmm. um, I know when I used to teach it uh, to my groups, they were always a little, ooh, we're going to do this. And we normally pick the dark moon to do it on. Uh, during a dark moon ritual, uh, divination, or a lot of it was, let's let's pick something we want to work on ourselves, you know? Right. So we prep everybody before they get to the ritual so they kind of know, you know, what they're going to do. But I, I've seen a lot of... Um, Hmm, what do I want to call them? Expressions mm -hmm. of what shadow work is. I'm trying to be nice. I really am. Doesn't work well. Um, and I was just trying to get what I think is shadow work. I'm not quite so sure I'm on the same page with a lot of people that are talking about it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I think with 2020 and the whole boom of witch talk and, you know, even they're making, I think, I can't remember which brand did it at the moment, but even like a fashion show where they were doing it with the tarot cards. I mean, everything, they're doing everything like so mainstream and, you know, doing little kits of like smudge stick, you know, they're making everything so commercialized. And so with shadow work being like the buzzword, I mean, I think we talked about before, it's good that people are becoming more aware. Yes, it is good to moon bathe and it is good to go earthing and walk barefoot on the earth. And it is good to journal, you know, all of these things that we've known for so long and now it's more mainstream and we're being told that these are good things. So it's kind of, shadow work is kind of in that category because it's, it's, you know, a buzz, you know, people are just throwing it around there, which is fine. It's good to build that awareness, but you have to really understand what that means. And you have to understand that it's hard work to, to face your faults and your, you know, traumas and everything that goes on and clear out all of that stuff. I mean, it's not easy stuff that you have to, you know, come to terms with. And it's not just, you know, but that's how you grow. And, you know, it, it's just one of those things. If you're, if you're doing, you know, just like the whole witch, you know, witch create, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, then you're not really doing the work. You know what I mean? In my opinion, that's kind of how I feel about it. If you're doing it to be cool, then you don't really care about what it really you know, 
Yeah, it's like the latest fashion you put it on. Right, for the right it's like doing it because it's trendy, which is not for the right reason. So, I mean, it really just depends. And, you know, it has to deal with ego, which a lot of people don't want to admit they have. And they'll, you know, point the fingers at everyone else saying that they have ego, but like that whole you have finger pointing but you got three pointing back at you type of thing it's like you know and people it's hard to admit you know when you're wrong even like with an argument or whatever and you know it's taken a lot of work you know to get to that point so it, it really just depends like I said if, if you're doing it as like a trendy thing and like look at me I'm cool I'm working on you know working on myself you really have to dig down and break yourself open in order to grow and don't make excuses for your you know shortcomings and not showing up and you have to just own it own your mistakes be an adult about it and you know move on and grow from it I kind of see it as um there's a commercial on tv about um it's a Fitbit. She has it on her dog and she's throwing the ball and she's like, I've got my 5,000 steps in. Um, I think of that. <laughs> I, you hear a lot of buzzwords and I've been around for a while, so I've heard a few of them. Right. And it's, it's like a cyclical thing, figure mm-hmm. the wheel of the year, but it goes in cycles where it's brought up and it's cool and then it's not. And then different words like Carl, and you can pronounce it Jung or Young. Um, right was the psychologist um he kind of started talking about your dark side your dr jekyll mr hyde you right. know and that's when those terms really started to come to the medical field and to the psychology field so they started talking about it but i was like i'm on a, a quite a few different forums so i i read some of them and, and you're just sitting there and i'm like oh my gosh this has got to be um, two teenagers talking about shadow work, you know, like, right, right. and um, I am sitting here and I find out it's not, which is like, oh, <laughs> like, sorry. Um, yeah. It's just the, the pop, the pop culture, we tend to cling on to something. And I, I'm seeing this is coming out of this COVID a little bit more. It's been a year. Mm-hmm. Um, we've experienced great things in one year, uh, tons of stress. And I, I'm i like, okay, are we going to be like the butterfly in the cocoon and now we're emerging as butterfly? Or right. are we trying to make up for the deficit that this year has caused? Right, right. Now, I, I did do a little research on this. I thought it was an interesting, um, as, of course, with the psychology background when I saw, you know, Carl's name out there. I had to, you know, read that article really quick and look at it. Um, the scary part of all of this is, is shadow work is something that is very, very deep, like you said, very, very personal. And it's like, oh my goodness, like you're tackling your worst critic yourself. Right. So it is a good thing to do. I mean, that's what they've been saying for years. We need to look at that and how do we take that? Because we are not black and white. We are mixed. And how do we take, like, if you have a passion for something and, or you're angry, you take that anger, you turn it into a passion to, to do something kind of scenario. And I'm wondering if coming out of this, you know, year that we've been through, 
and with the death and everything that's tied into it. If the shadow work isn't a type of death, we're trying to shed ourselves. I would agree with that just because I myself am a visual person and I connect very much to animal medicine just naturally. So the way that I kind of picture it is like shedding of skin, like when a snake sheds their skin or like when the, you see the tarantula shedding its skin or the crab going into, you know, shedding its shell or the, you know, going into a new shell. That's kind of how I look at it because you're still your, your body, but you're shedding layers of yourself. So that's kind of like how I look at it because it's always going to be an ongoing process. It's not going to be like, okay, did my shadow work done for the rest of my life? No, that's not how it works. You're going to go through trials and lessons. People are going to push your buttons. You're going to have your feelings hurt and your heart broken for various different reasons. You know what I mean? It's not a one and done. So that's kind of how I do look at it is sort of a shedding of the skin, like a growth process. And so when you outgrow this skin and you do shadow work and you learn this lesson, you shed that skin, you move on to the next phase and you kind of go up and so that that is actually how I I I look at life in general as a I, yeah it's a process it's just amazing that um, I I was reading and I thought you know during this time people were worried about not being able to get to church and losing their spirituality which does happen I mean I'm not you know you lose what you don't use right um, but they found Zoom like everybody else did and and a lot of this has been wonderful especially for a lot of people who couldn't get out prior to this. Exactly. Um, now they've got all the churches on Zoom. You, you know, you can sit at home because there are a lot of infirm, older Americans that love church but can't get there because, you know, they're in some way unable to do it. Right. But I'm I'm seeing a lot of the um, people are now starting to really question and question what's going on in the world what's going on spiritually with the world and they were um there's been comments made that although the church numbers did fall that way they did build up online right this shadow work is kind of like coming out and i've seen it and i've been surprised by the forums i've seen it on because they're mostly uh one of them was a strictly christian forum Mm -hmm. and it was they're talking shadow work and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Let me sit down for this. Right. Um, but are- <laughs> they're not calling, they were calling it so, uh, in self depth or something along that line. Um, not shadow work, but as soon as you read it, you know, it was shadow work. Right. Right. And I'm wondering if this is not just uh, us reaching out after going through all of what we've been through in the last year, mm-hmm. just a way of, of, Let's look at ourselves now. The world's changed. Let's see what we can change. Exactly. Well, and a lot of things like we don't realize as adults, no matter how old you are, we don't realize subconsciously how we hold on to childhood trauma that we don't have healed, that we have not worked through. Um, And, you know, it's very important because that, you know, sometimes shapes who we are as adults and the way we view things and the way we interact with other adults and how, you know, how we choose relationships that we have with people and, 
what we will tolerate with other our relationships with other people um is what we see and was brought up around you know all of that is kind of tied in together so it's also very important that you come to terms with things like that you know whether you had a great childhood or not so great childhood or whatever um if that is something you know make sure that it's not something because i've known people like this don't brush it aside and say oh well that was a thousand years ago i'm fine it's whatever you know sometimes you have to really sit in it and realize wow this really still is breaking my heart deep down and that's what shadow work really really is it's resurfacing all of that stuff that you suppressed and all of the stuff that you thought you've gotten rid of even um and it's really just getting to the core and just clearing all of that stuff out um because i've come across so many people that are like oh i don't have you know that's done and over with and i don't i don't deal with that or, you know and i've even gone through that and it's one of those things it's just like you have to forgive and deal with that part of it too. So it's not necessarily just dealings as an adult. Sometimes you have to go way, 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 way back and understand sometimes the root starts way, 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 way back. So. Yeah, see, I like your description of shadow work. You're not talking about necessarily um, the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, looking at our bad side, you're, you're talking about going back and looking at trauma and anything that's more or less unbalanced you at one time or another. Well, I think in my, so the way that I look at it, I think it's all, it all correlates. I think the trauma can create, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, you know what I mean? Because I think depending on the type of people that we are that can depend on the type of reactions that we have and the type of you know depending on how much work that we've done spiritually and on on ourselves i think that sort of is what determines how much are we dr jekyll versus mr hyde in certain circumstances so i think if you don't heal some of those things that can sort of determine the outcome of where you stand on that spectrum so sort of a holistic sort of i think that's the whole thing rather than someone's angry all the time they're dealing with their anger well let's go back to the problem that started the anger right that's how i look at it okay because a lot of people don't look at shadow work like that um like i said i have seen some wow descriptions that Mm -hmm. are just baffling to my mind and then others that I think I think by looking at it as Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde and that's it I think people are losing like you said the reason behind you know okay I'm angry I've got a bad temper well I'll use that to you know when I get angry I I like to clean so that's how I'm going to get rid of my anger instead of going back to say well why are you angry exactly because I think I like I said to me I think it's holistic because while I'm angry, I'm going to dance it off and clean. That's a healthy way of responding to the anger. But if you don't figure out why you're angry, then you're just going to keep getting angry and dancing and vacuuming. You know what I mean? It's good that you have a healthy response, 
but you're just going to keep going back to that place unless you get to the root of it and try to resolve it and at least come to terms with it to where you can move on from it or, or at least come to a place where you're at peace with it and you don't have to hold on to that burden. Um, and I actually found a few prompts actually for shadow work. So we talked about journaling. So this is some journaling prompts that might help you with shadow work. And this goes exactly with what we were just saying. So one of the examples is, while reflecting on my childhood, what makes me extremely angry or sad to this day? So you can think about some, and I, I can think of a couple. Um, another one, my absolute dream life. How does my perfect day begin? Do I handle my feelings in a healthy and constructive way? And when you do these journal prompts, don't just immediately write it down. Really, really sit and think about the answer. Think about instances like this one, for example. Do I handle my feelings in a healthy and constructive way? Really sit down, think about your relationships that you have with several people, not just like your best friend. And think about honestly, the thing with shadow work is you have to be hardcore honest with yourself or it will not work. You have to admit your faults and your downfalls and your shortcomings, or it's not going to work. So you have to be honest with yourself. Are you dealing with your feelings in a healthy and constructive way? And if you're not, you have to come to terms with that. And you have to figure out a way to do that. Um, and that's the hard part. If that's what makes shadow work not so easy for you. <laughs> but um, Another one is, do I project certain aspects of myself onto others? Boy, mm. I know there's a lot of that going on. We've all been guilty of that, I'm sure, at least a time or two. Um, did my parents provide me with everything I needed? What makes me really angry and why? Would I describe my childhood as happy? What is it that makes me sad? What do I consider the most challenging for me? Have I forgiven myself? Oh, that's have, a good one. Yeah. Have I forgiven all the people who ever hurt me? So that sort of goes back. So, and this is just, I mean, you can find these anywhere. Um, and this is, you know, what am I addicted to? How have I been ignorant? What projects haven't I finished? So, I mean, they don't have to always be super, super deep, even what projects haven't I finished? Because then are you procrastinating? Then you'll be stagnant. Then it can affect you in other areas of your life. So it may not seem like a super significant question or not a super deep question, but you have to really be open-minded and sort of look at the big picture. Um, what toxic people should I distance myself from? Am I a victim of trauma? Have I done enough to heal? So that's another, another good one. What are my deepest fears? What lessons do I still need to learn? Am I truly healthy? What are my delusions? How have I been distracting myself? Now, that's a really good one because something that I saw recently was being busy all the time 
which you know in our culture and society we're very good at that and I'm super guilty of that but it was something and I can't remember where I saw it it was something about being busy is a being overly busy like busy busy all the time is a way of distracting ourselves from from like trauma it's a way of distracting ourselves from just being still because then if we're still we have time to think about things if we're still we have a chance to relax we have a chance to think we have a chance you know what i mean so it's like but we have to remember self-care like we've talked about before but those are some really good examples of journal prompts so i wanted to share those because it can go from one spectrum to the other and you know. And it's a little bit of everything. Um, a lot of people, since we've been cooped up, um, your stressors are now like raw nerves because right. everything's happening. You know, you had your kids home. You didn't have your get them on a computer. Or the computer would work. I mean, you know, I, I all I can say is thank goodness my priority out of school because I oh. probably I would have probably went crazy. Yeah, that was a tough. <laughs> Yes, and finding sitters and, and places for your kids to go because you've got to go to work. Or how about when a daycare just randomly closes without notice? Yes. Yeah. So um, there are stressors that are absolutely crazy. And I think what's happening more because we did have this downtime, um, we have had more quiet time that you did a little bit more soul searching or uh, journaling, you know, a little bit more for you time because um, with all the stressors that were going on and uh, trust me, it, it was crazy everywhere. Um, to have that little bit of, okay, I need to calm down. I need to settle. Mm -hmm. um, now that's great for the people that got to stay home or got to, you know, work from home remote. Um, those of us who did not miss a day and who have had to be on the front lines, it was a little different for us. Our stressors were really ramped up and people staying home started after the first month or two going a little, you know, stir crazy um, because you're not used to it. We are always busy. You said it perfectly. We are always busy. Now you've gone from on the go mom up at six gets the kids ready for school drop them off go to school after school events gotta cook dinner and you're getting to bed at what 10 12 one o'clock in the morning and you're getting up at six mm -hmm. and all of that is going on well for those who no longer had that activity and got stuck the stressors were just the opposite of what we had having to go to work Right. But still stressors all the same. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing a lot of ads now where I've never seen them before on Facebook for mental health care and, um, you know, jump on and talk on Zoom to a psychologist, you know, that kind of thing. And as I look at shadow work, I'm wondering if, again, we aren't out there running in the front, although we've done this for millions of years, which is um, starting to, like our shadow work our ways of handling some of the stuff um we're now sharing people are picking up on 
Right. And it, it seems like the journaling, I mean, we've been journaling since what, 1200s. Um, and they just started now in psychology the last 10 years or so saying, we think that's a good idea. Right. You know, it's kind of like eat this herb. No, take this pill. No, take this potion. Oh, no. Now eat this herb, you know, kind of thing. We're, we're going backwards in time, I think. Right. Like, while we're all doing this with our shadow work, I think it's really important to remember it's not just um, us that's changing. Right. Exactly. And that's why I was saying, you know, and it's important, like you were saying, going through last year, I, I had my biggest growth last year. I mean, that's the greatest thing for me personally that came out of 2020. I had, um, to, I've, I've, I've been working from home, both my husband and I since, well, it's been about a year now. Uh, well, a year for my, almost a year, it'll be a year next month for me, but which is a blessing and chaos all in the same thing. But um, we are both high risk, so very thankful that that's an option. Um, and we, you know, help take care of my father-in-law and he's in his late seventies and very high risk. So, you know, it's worked out, but I, my oldest daughter works for Walmart and she got COVID she tested positive and she got COVID last July because um, she works, you know, with the public. And we had to completely quarantine. And so I didn't work. Uh, Fiona couldn't go to daycare. I mean, because we were exposed. We all had to just, we could, you know. So there was a period of time where I was on leave until she had a negative test, which you had to wait a couple of weeks before you could get tested and, you know, the whole 14 day thing. So during that time, I really sat down with myself. I really did my studies. I really, you know, really just did my work. And I, I have grown, and not just in that small window of time, but just last year in general just everything that had gone on and you know relationships that have come and gone you know just realizing the important things and what matters and what doesn't and you know being 34 and realizing i'm way too old for drama <laughs> way too old for drama and i just you know but it makes you but that's part of the shadow work it's like listen, not my circus, not my monkeys. I just, you know, but that's part of growing. You can't, you can't be on the caboose of the crazy train. Like I'm jumping off whether it's moving or not, because I can't, <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Um, but that's the thing, like, like you said, projecting, you know, and the thing is people have to understand just because on the surface, we may look like we have it all together. Everybody is going through something you know, and that's what you have to remember. Just because people are putting on a brave face and they have it all together, what may not seem like a big deal to you is someone else's personal health. Like we all need to remember to be kind to one another. You know, we don't know what the person standing next to us in the grocery store is going through. So at the end of the day, we need to be nice to each other. Um, and doing part of that shadow work, it, that will 
in my opinion, naturally come. Because whatever chip you have on your shoulder, when you do that, it's just naturally going to take care of things like that. It's naturally going to take care of things like ego. It's naturally going to take care of things. You know what I mean? It's going to be a with that, You get to the point where you do the shadow work and you find that trauma isn't necessary. Like, mm -hmm. like going back and reading your journals from 20 years ago, you're going, you're like, I cannot believe I was so upset over, over that, that stupid thing. And I didn't even remember it till I read it. So, or, that, or that person. Right. That's another thing is like you, you, you understand sometimes that you give and give and give to someone. And then if they just can't give it back, that was a really hard lesson for me. And like, my husband is like, you are notorious for like, you just always, always, always give people the benefit of the doubt, like no matter how many times they burn you. And I was like, I can't help it, which is kind of funny because I saw a Facebook post today about Zodiac signs and it's like, um, for mine, it was Aquarius and it said, why are you always loyal to people that don't deserve it? And I was like, yeah, what's your sign? <laughs> um, I, I guess it has come with my age that, mm, um, I am devil's advocate. So I look at the other side. I look at the liability because right, that's right. kind of some, something of what I do in my accounting work. So my boss is always like, you know, he has me play devil's advocate because I'm usually pretty good at telling what your liability is, what's going to happen if you don't do this, that, and the other. Um, but I do find that um, as I've gotten older, I just, I don't have the time. And it's not so much that it's, it's the time. It's like, I don't like listening. Right. So it's oh, like, I've, I've, with that. yeah, I found that out like last year i i grew that much at 34 i'm just like yep i figured that out quick all right that that i don't have to worry about that in 20 years i already got that taken care of like, let me know how that works out for you right i'm just like but you know but also you know a lot of my like you and i are very close you know and we have the age gap you know angela and i are very close like i also have i surround myself with very mature strong women you know, I, that's, those are my people. So, I mean, it's not hard to believe that I kind of run along those same lines of, you know, growing and the people that I serve. That's the thing is you just have to surround yourself with those type of people. You know, I, I have, I mean, you all know who you are, but I have a lot of great, you know, friends in my life that if I need to, I can call up in a second and be like, oh man, I've had a crappy day. Like I you got a second. You've been, yeah, you know, I've I've messaged you a couple of times, like you got a second, I gotta <laughs> I've messaged you a few times. You know, it's just yeah. you know, and and that's part of shadow work too. You having a friend that can say, hey, am I like overreacting? Like, am I, you know, and that is an excellent form of shadow work and people forget about that having that friend that that will call you out on your crap right, right and everybody needs somebody like that and it's it's a respect thing it really is um yeah. there's a few people that i don't have a problem with it you call me out on it i'm good right. um because i know it's done in care and love um i always tease about jason on the show um 
our wonderful executive producer. Uh, we've been friends for 20 years and he's probably one of the, the longest friends I've ever had that will call me out. And I mean, he does not hesitate. He doesn't even mind his language. He calls me right out on it. Right. And that to me is shadow work that I still need to do because trust right. me, it never stops. But it's nice to have that feedback from someone to say, hey, you know, you really were, you really went over on that one. Yes. And, and it's like, okay, where do you think I did? Because sometimes I'm, I will ask, so I know what corrective measures, like right. what made me do that? So why do you think I went over? And when you start going back through it, it's like, oh, I see. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I well, will. And also, and also, and I've said this forever. I've always had this belief. I'm a firm believer that sometimes if you don't call people out, they don't realize that what that they're doing it. They may not realize that they're acting like a buffoon or you know what I mean? Or they're being disrespectful or even like their tone is like, mm, you probably shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? It's that like that is no truer than it ever is, um, especially as you get older. Sometimes we do lose our patience quicker. Mm -hmm. Um I know at work a couple of times I've been like, mm, and I just took somebody right out. And it was like, I really didn't need to do that. So right. it kind of reflects where you're at. But by the same token, having someone working with you with your shadow work can say like, girl, that was, that was a little. And and that kind of sisterhood or, or brotherhood, um, I think opens us up easier to do shadow work. Right, exactly. It, no one's pointing their finger and saying, oh, you do that. But it's like, yes, you do do that on occasion. Or maybe that's something you need to look at kind of thing. So I've always felt people do shadow work alone. I like to work with one other person that you really trust to tell you, hey, about, you know, girl, you, you know, I know a lot of my issues. I'm loud. I'm, I can be very argumentative. I am stubborn. I'm a Taurus. I do not move. Um, you know, and I already know this and I'm very much an alpha female. So that brings its own baggage with right. it because many times very strong women are not looked at as strong or looked at as being the B word. So, but I think having someone, because you portrayed that strong woman, you know, um, um, CFO of a company, you know, and I mean, million dollar right. company. So yeah, I have to portray that strong person at work that sometimes you feed into that and right. you do it when you don't need to do it. You know, sometimes the reins need to be very gently pulled back a little bit. And mm -hmm. having a BFF working with you in shadow work can be the best thing because they're there not to hurt you. They're there to help you. Right. And it's that cor corrective and creative criticism that, let you know that you're a wonderful person, you're absolutely fabulous, but let's work on this a little bit. And once, like anger is a, is a big one. I used to get angry very quickly. I went off like Mount Vesuvius. Um, I've learned to tame that down and it's made me a happier person. Yeah. So by someone saying to me like, you really don't need to be that way. Right. I said, like, oh, and I, I started backtracking on that. and. I'm actually happier now. So well, that shadow work. And, and even if it's something like, hey, your friend calls you out, like, and then you go back and reflect on it privately, and you're like, 
oh, was I like that? Oh, maybe I was a little overboard. And then you reflect on it privately and you're like, hmm, how could I have, you know, like how could, like going back to the journal problem, how could I have done this in a healthier, constructive way? You know, you can, you can go back to it. And of course, you know, everyone has their own shadow work. So your friend is going to have their own shadow work. And at the end of the day, yes, it's an opinion, but if it's someone that you trust and you respect and you know, well, you know, and that knows you well, then obviously, you know, they're a good person to, you know. And it's, you know, we do this with our kids. We do shadow work with our children and then we seem to stop as adults. It's like sit there and think about what you did to your sister and and why I'm punishing you. I mean, I don't know of any mother of more than one child who has not said that every one time or another, at least once, you know. And even when you're talking about, you know, a person's tone, you know, that's a respect thing. And a tone can drive a conversation. A tone can destroy a relationship more than the words will. Because a tone can drive the meaning of, you know what I mean? So well, it's, yeah, like, it's like email or texting. You never know exactly what a person's saying because you don't know exactly. the tone. Exactly. You know, are they laughing at me or are they laughing right. with me? Are they being sarcastic? Right. You know, so you're right that that very much is that. But if you have that person that you trust, and, and that's a big thing, you got to exactly. trust. But usually when you're doing shadow work, you know, you're working on you and it's something that never stops. But when a person starts working on themselves, mm-hmm. others who have done shadow work can see the change right. in that person. And that's very exciting to see that growth. But it's a growth that um, shadow work should almost be dark moon every dark moon it's it's definitely a good place to do it absolutely and also in my opinion i will say a little asterisk if your friend that you trust has a ton of baggage that they need to really be working on themselves that's the caveat like okay if they need to be focusing on their stuff like you know take it with a grain of salt and then you know listen to what they say and like you say go back and reflect on it on your own but you know there's always going to be everyone's going to have but if your friend is the one the conductor on the crazy train you know take that <laughs> take yeah. that. look at that really close right you know people think and shadow work is now a big buzzword that it's you know i did it not good for the next 20 years or something yeah and it's once you really 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 do it then you realize this is an ongoing process like brushing your teeth every day and i think once you get into the act of it and you get comfortable with doing the shadow work um I've always liked to do it, like I said, on a dark moon because that's Hecate and and the whole ambiance of the dark moon is the dark side. So it's kind of like, you know, do reflective work, um, make a talisman to get, you know, better at something or, you know, that kind of thing. Because I think people are forgetting, like it's, it's a buzzword, like right now, everybody's doing it. So you're going to do it right now. And then- a week from now or two weeks from now, the buzzword changes to, you know, yoga position and everybody's joining yoga position. Right. You know, it's kind of that thing. Um, but uh, as a, a spiritual path, you 
are doing it on a daily basis. And once you get into that doing it, um, and then you'll start to see, and it's funny because you'll start to see the world around you change and the only change was you. Exactly, exactly. Well, and like I said, it's not just about, and another thing that people have to understand, it's not just about emotional trauma or spiritual. It can be about money. How do you handle your money? Are you in debt and constantly, you know? Yeah, that gives you a lot of stress right there. Yeah, exactly. Look at how you're handling your money. Are you, you know, that's a huge thing. So it's like, it, it's all encompassing. It's all facets of your life. So, you know, it, it's really, you know, if you have a stressful job, it's everything. How do you, how are your interactions with your children? How are your interactions with your spouse, with your coworkers? It's all with your friends. You know, it's all, all, all. Over. Well, this, the big buzzword before this was self-care. Everybody was talking about it when COVID first started and right. now we've gone into shadow work. Mm-hmm. Um, self-care is, shadow work is part of self-care. I mean, you can't take care of yourself if you don't take care of that part of you. Exactly. And I'm thinking it, it's kind of funny. I, I'm waiting for the next wave to come along. You know, it's going to be chanting in school. Um, <laughs> or everybody get a Ouija board and come home with it. Um, that would be interesting. Wouldn't that be interesting? All these little darlings. Mike and I have had our best, um, our most active experiences in making a Ouija board, a homemade Ouija board out of a pizza box and a shot glass for the planchette. <laughs> I don't even want to know. That just scares me right there. <laughs> that, that's to be talked about around the campfire. Right. Because around the campfire stays around the campfire. Or we're going to have we're going to have a paranormal experience topic show because I we've had enough crazy crap happen. To, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. The house that I moved to, um, we're, we're having a few little issues here and there with door slamming things coming off the wall yeah so we're gonna have a little talk with you know either they cough up their part of their men or they're out (laughs) this is another thing that i found interesting now this is by an unknown author so this says if you haven't healed it every time you think about a negative event from your past your body produces the exact same chemicals in the body as when it happened that means you relive the experience hundreds of times simply because you haven't let it go. Yeah, it's funny. Um, as you get older, um, smells, smells, of course, you know, the most prolific scent. And you, when you have that, um, you can smell something and it, it will take you back 50 years. It'll take you back 60 years in a heartbeat. Um, it can also take you back to the trauma. Exactly. And um, if it's a certain smell, like I, I always know that my grandmother's around when I smell that Avon skin so soft. Um, I mean, silicone gloves. She wore the, she washed well, it. Her skin so soft. But she used the silicone glove on her hands. And, and that's the smell I remember as a child. And, mm-hmm. you know, I remember that. So I remember that. But then I go, I remember her death. So I, I still deal with the trauma of her death. And it's because I, I just, 
I don't feel like I, I dealt with it. I was only a child at the time when she died. So I, I really didn't deal with it well. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, you smell that, you, you smile, you know, she's there. And then it's, you know, and it's anybody who's passed. It's, right. Um, my daughter, my oldest came in uh, last week um, and we had a wonderful visit. Absolutely perfect. We cried at the, the airport and we came home and we had a few drinks together and, you know, just did the mother daughter thing. We really enjoyed it. Um, but of course, that leads to talk about people who have passed and, and different things came up. And um, she flew back and I was at work and my boss says, uh, I, I parked my car and I looked out because I heard some noise out in the parking lot and there was a cardinal on the roof of my car. Uh, and then at lunch, my boss came in and said, do you know there's a cardinal playing around with your like rear view mirror? And I looked out and it was a different cardinal. It was a brighter red. It was it, the first one had more dark on it. Mm-hmm. And this one was a much brighter red. So you could literally see they were two different cardinals. We talked about two people that were very, very close and dear to us about them passing. And uh, evidently they came to say hi, we heard you. Um, I guess they were happy. But in you're dealing with, you know, a memory and it could be a very pleasant, but then you, you if they passed, especially as you get older, um, my goodness, you know, it's, it's not unusual for me to hear on like a weekly basis, somebody I went to school with or somebody my age has passed because right. my group. So it's like, you remember the person and you remember the pain of their death. Exactly. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, it's kind of funny with the shadow work because that comes at you and then it's like, okay, I need to deal with this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes everybody deals with grief completely differently. I mean, it, it's oh, yeah. crazy when you think about it, mm-hmm. but every time you think of somebody that has passed, you're dealing again with that grief and you're right, if you don't deal with it, and get it over with, it's going to be coming back and coming back again. Exactly. So it's the shadow work is important. It's important to keep it up. And I'm just, you know, we've gone from um, the witches now being a big thing and, and that being a buzzword to, you know, shadow work is a buzzword, journaling is buzzword, you know. It's, All the metaphysical stuff. Yeah, isn't it like, and crystals and, crystals you know. Are- I mean, crystals have always been more, I think, more on the popular end of all the things personally, but still, I feel like more people are like, it's like selling more. Yeah, it's it's funny because you can go, I mean, when we went to Casadega, the, the people that showed up were from all walks of life. I mean, my goodness, mm-hmm. it just looked like a day at, at a, a an outdoor event it didn't look like the mystical Casadega so right. I'm you know we're starting to get so mainstream pretty soon you know it's 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 starting to look good now because now we can actually you can walk into a metaphysical store without anybody going oh over there that's what I say I mean the thing with the mainstreaming I mean in my opinion there is a silver lining as long as they're not like making fun or being disrespectful there's a line there is a line that needs to be toted but as long as they're not being disrespectful I think in a way it's a positive and there's a silver lining because it is sort of normalizing so I think so long as we are 
not necessarily vocal, but if there are at least some of us saying, oh yeah, that's all being a witch is, then maybe we won't be devil worshipers anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah, you know, people talk about Charmed and Harry Potter and I, I'm like, Charmed proved that we had jobs. Right. Everybody in that group, what one of them went to school, you know, you had, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So you had people getting up and going to work in the morning kind of thing. So that kind of normalized things a whole lot. Then you had, um, you know, that you've got like the vampire diaries and all that kind of stuff going on. So like practical magic where she's a normal mom with kids going to school and then she's got a store in town. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and even with Harry Potter, yeah, you know, because they were teaching it, you know, it, it, it made it, and it allowed the children to embrace it as well as the adults. So the adults had to embrace it to understand, but they'd already been prepped with charms. So, right. I mean, and practical magic and, and, you know, we're going from those kind of shows and showing, you know, almost like Bewitched. She was a normal housewife. She had to wash the dishes and cook dinner and, you know, that kind of thing. I think it's it's every every part of us now is being more exposed and more laid out for people to understand because you would have never heard the word shadow work together. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't exist. Right. Um, even journaling 20 years ago was not something that doctors told you to do. Okay, keep a diary. And, you know, it was never considered anything. It was more, yeah, keeping a diary was more of like a teenage like, oh, this is my crush or, oh, this Teeny girl. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Or like, um, or, you know, it. people have been keeping diaries for hundreds of years, but it was more of a, like a memoir type thing. It, right. Uh, of what's going on in the their lives, almost like a historical aspect of it, but not in the sense of not for therapeutic or growth reasons. You right, know where I mean? we would keep one and say, "This made me mad today." Not I, for I, reflection <laughs> purposes. Right, um, and this was another thing. So, speaking of reflection, I just wanted to end with this because we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, unless you learn to face your own shadows, you will continue to see them in others because the world outside of you is only a reflection of the world inside of you. So I thought that was really good. Because you know, you know how we say, you know, it's not, it's not about you, it's them, you know, when someone is like attacking you or someone has a problem with you and often we'll say, no, it's it's not you it's their issue is themselves they're projecting you know, going going back to that projecting so i thought that was a really cool um quote of, that's pretty profound and, and the person that's doing that that's going to be their shadow work to realize they're projecting and that right. their issues is really the issues that they have with themselves it seems like all of our good practices, and I mean that in every sense of the way, our journaling, our shadow work, our earthing, and, and things of that nature are now becoming more and more um, every day, more and more like, oh, yeah, I do that type right. thing. And I think it's it's making people healthier mm -hmm. because we do this work. We know that it makes us healthier, you know, right. and 
everything's connected. So it's mind, body, and soul. So, you know, if, if you're lacking in your shadow work, it's going to show up in being sick or not feeling good and oh, yeah. um, other parts of your life like that. So making this more a mundane thing, making this more of something, oh yeah, well, I journal, I've been journaling for years, kind of makes it as new witches come in. It, it doesn't, it's not so like, oh, closed behind doors, you know, and secretive, you know, you've got to write a journal. You, you're doing a journal for what, right. you know, you know, oh, I'm journaling. Oh, really? Me too. You know, and they, they're not even on the same path, you know, but it's, it's kind of normalizing it so that it was very hard years ago to be in this path because you had to fight everything. Exactly. And as we're coming of age, I, I like to think of it where it's making it easier. Like, oh yeah, a journal. Oh, save that jar. Don't throw it away, honey. I'm going to use it for something. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm bad for that. I have a roommate who is pagan friendly and I literally finished a jar and I put it in the dishwasher and she said, oh, I know what you're going to use that for. And I was like, oh, you know. But yep, exactly. it's becoming more mainstream. And I think that that's healing because those actions tend to, dribble down into taking care of the earth kind of thing because ourselves our planet and we start looking at that as an overall picture i think doing the shadow work doing you know the other work that we've always put out there the journaling and you know everything that we do um because we're healing ourselves and doing that but i think it's it's going to be um I'm hoping once this pandemic thing has really gone over that people have started doing this and started, you know, healing themselves along this path. And I, I see our path growing um, every day. I talk to people who, you know, are jumping on the path and yeah. it's, it's a lot because, you know, it's, we're talking healing and that's all we've ever talked about. You know, it's not, no, we don't want your children. They're spoiled. We can't heal right. them. But, well, um, and also, like, even if it's just meditating for five or 10 minutes to start out with, you know, if you are busy, 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 you know, start small and so and work your way up, go walk in on a trail, go walk in the woods for five or 10 minutes, just be in nature. Now, just, 30 or 40 years ago, if you would have suggested that was a way to build your happiness is to go walk in the woods for a while, everybody would have looked at you like, oh, okay. right. And now you say three or four people behind you going, yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah. Oh man. I remember being a kid. All I wanted to do was play in the woods. If I had woods, I was happy. That's all I needed. <laughs> and, you know, so I, I'm like hoping that because of this pandemic that um, people are now starting to look at, we need to do our shadow work. Um, I think people are finding out who they really are and what their priorities are now. Yeah, what's important in life? I mean, are you really gonna take, you know, something so petty and give it so much weight in your life? Are you gonna, or are you gonna like work on things so that you can really take hold on things that mean more, you know? Because yeah, but as you saw, you know, of all the loss that was had, I mean, really, you know, look at what's important in life. I mean, it, wasting all your energy on things that are not important. Uh, it's really funny as you get older, you, you do a lot of reflecting. That's why a lot of us crones write a lot of stuff. And, you know, cause we're now looking at our, our years and we're going back, you know, what, what did I miss? What did I, 
you know, and I just remember working so hard to be on this path and it was, it was extremely difficult and it was hard to find teachers and it was hard to find anybody to actually talk to because right. it was, like, you know, you're a witch, they've got you flying on the broom with a green face and all that good stuff. But I think by normalizing a lot of our path, um, we're not just bringing it out, letting people use it. We're actually, people are actually experiencing that it is a religion, that it is a calling, that it is um, real and defined just like everything else because for a long time we were considered oh it's not a religion oh, it doesn't exist so we're being I think justified but I think we're also people are starting to realize that you know spirituality is a bigger subject yes. and it takes a little bit more time to get into that and I, I see a lot of growth in a lot of people who um, have had to readjust their you know, what is important, what is not important, lose two incomes. Now we're down to one income, right? You know, what is important to us? Is it important to have the latest and greatest, or is it more important to put dinner on the table kind of thing? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think it just is going to take a collection of the masses under having an understanding that we as humans our health relies on a holistic aspect. If we're lacking in one, we're going to be lacking in all because it's all intertwined. If it's emotional, mental, and physical. If you're not emotionally and mentally stable, it's you're going to be a sick person. You are physically going to be, it's going to manifest. It's been proven science. There are studies. I mean, it will happen you have to you have to put the work in and if you're not physically healthy you're a lot those are a lot of times the people yes. with depression and anxiety i mean it's all intertwined so it all it all coincides with each other and it, it's going to take all of us realizing that as human beings this is how our bodies are made up and until we can have an understanding of that you know I think too, this has proven to people that um, they spent more time at home, those that could, um, and they're realizing that maybe they don't need to work 90 hours a week. And I say that as a workaholic and I'm not joking. Um, I do at least 60 hours a week, which yeah. is not healthy. It is not. Um, I do that with my job and then the 900,000 projects I do after my job every day. <laughs> I, I have a lot of that where I do that. I mean, I'm, I'm saying, see, and that's another thing in my shadow work. Sometimes I don't know how to say no to those hundred thousand million projects, mm -hmm. you know, and then I get burnt out and that's, you know, it's just a thing. It's like, oh, I'm so exhausted all the time, but I, I mean, but I like what I do, but the girl is in America, where we push ourselves, we think it's great to work 90 hours a week and right. no. push ourselves and work six or seven days a week. But in retrospect, what have you lost? Right. It's so unhealthy. No, and that's a, that's a really big shadow work to work on. And I am very, very guilty of that because as an accountant, I've worked those long hours during tax time, end of month, end of quarter, end of year, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I was doing it in this job and 
uh, I told my boss, I said, you know, I'm really, I'm working a lot of hours. And he's like, yeah, I want to talk to you about that. That's not really healthy. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, yeah. So I'm, I've got someone who's doing a little bit and I've got an ad in the paper for a full-time assistant. Um, but it's, you know, I'm realizing like, literally I could drop over tomorrow at my age and it would not be anything out of the norm. And I'm sitting here going, well, how do I want, you know, do I want to work till nine or 10 o'clock every night? And it's like, no, I don't. I'm starting to get out more. Listen to me at my age. I'm making more trips over to Jacksonville. Let's put it up there. Yay. So, um, but I am getting out more, but I do see where it's, you know, that's a big shadow work thing to work on is, um, do we need to do 60, 70 hour weeks? Right. Um, do we need to take that time away from our children? That's the thing is like, you know, I've, I've seen things on Facebook. It's like your kids are not going to remember their favorite TV episode. You know, they're going to remember the adventures and going hiking and going to the park and things like that. It's like, they remember the silliest things. I know. And that's the thing though, is like, we have to remember that as adults too, though. We, we are so caught up in making sure that our kids are you know, well off and, and that's, and that's fine. And that they're taken care of and we completely neglect ourselves. And that's one thing we have, we can't be okay for our kids. If we're not okay for ourselves, we can't. And I think that's a big shadow work yes. for adults is taking that time for you mm-hmm. and your, your time together and then time with the children. Exactly. It's a balance for sure. It, it's, it took me a very long time to realize that. And I'm like, listen, mommy needs a minute. Like, and it's mommy time. Whether I'm binging my favorite Netflix show or I'm just chilling and listening to music or reading a book, you know, it's just like, I need to chill out. Do not come in my room. Like, I just need a Zen moment or doing my yoga or my, you know what I mean? It's just, I need a minute. And I think, we've been brought up to believe that that is selfish rather than no, I need this time. And it used to be that back in the day, the women got together and had their bridge clubs and, you know, things of that nature. And that's what these were. I mean, it's kind of like our red tents. We get on there and we talk and it doesn't matter what we're talking about. It's just, we're all, you know, getting this all out in the open kind of therapy type thing. But the shadow work for, parenting is really tough you know not because people are so offended by everything and then people are so judgmental about everything and that's what i'm saying be kind to one another you don't know what we're who we are don't judge people don't take your judgy pants off and you know it's like and people are so offended by everything. I mean, good Lord almighty. Uh, yeah, and uh, this is a generation that grew up on, you know, Homer Simpson. And, you know, I'm sitting there going, really? And yeah, you, you just have to stop. And, and South Park, I mean, come on. You guys watch South Park. If you can watch that and not get offended, then, you know. Uh, right. That's what I'm saying, Mr. Hanky. I mean, but I... I think it's the parenting is, is the most difficult with the shadow work. And I think that's sometimes where you almost need your partner, whoever your partner is with the children to help you with that. Because I know I was a disciplinarian. 
I cracked the whip. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that would be very hard and it would be because I've had a bad day and all this has gone wrong and I've got a million things on my brain. Um, and I noticed that my children are very far apart in age. So I noticed that I had a teenager and a baby and a toddler. You really want to go crazy? Try that combination because you- 22, yeah. 12, and four. All yeah. Mine are 14 years apart. So she's dating, he's teething. And, <laughs> and you know, you're up all night with a two-year-old who's teething and your 16-year-old walks through the door and is like, you're grounded for life. For what? Breathing. You know, <laughs> I, I, I get it. I, I live that one. But that's the thing is like, going back to the point we don't as parents cut ourselves enough slack we have to just take a breather and sometimes we have to realize you know what this isn't the end of the world whatever they're screwing up right now i'm not gonna lose my crap i'm just you know what i mean i'm gonna table that because i'm not gonna lose my crap right now i'm just gonna you know what i mean it's like oh <laughs> like that's when you sometimes need that partner whether it's your domestic partner or your best girlfriend who has kids and they can actually you know that's it was great when you had multi-generational households right. because you have that older adult and they could say that ain't nothing honey you ain't gonna worry about that tomorrow right. you know it's kind of like I used to tell my kids when they fell and got hurt oh, 20 years from now you won't even remember it um but that's shadow work all the time. And it's really great to have that partner who will, you know, and, and it's also when you do shadow work, you've also got to build up because you've got to look at what your good is, you know, because if you're always working on that, that hard, you know, bringing up all that yucky stuff, you, you've got to now balance it. Like we keep saying, everybody, it's all a balance. Now you've got to start looking and that's where that partner can say, look, and you wash your kids are clean their clothes are clean they're wet they're happy boom you got it yeah you know, kind of thing and everything I, else doesn't matter and you're good. right you know and i you know, trust me you know i i did kissing and I, i'm like i could not do it now I'm just you guys have got it because nowadays things are so different from when i raised my kids but it's still a lot of that um and and how you treated your children because now I, I do have some regrets it's like I wish I wouldn't have worked all those hours mm -hmm. um should have done more um I was a very active parent I was in Boy Scouts for 19 years goodness gracious um my daughter's soccer coach for years uh, my oldest was in tap and ballet so I did Marie Frank for years so it was but there were things that I missed because I've, you know, oh, I need to work 70 hours a week to prove I'm an indispensable employee, which I didn't need to do because there was no reason behind it. Um, and it's sad I had to wait till I was, you know, this age to start really understanding that if I drop dead tomorrow, no one's going to care. You know what I mean? I mean, my boss is going to be all in. Now we got to figure out how we're going to do this. But the world will not stop. My world. Oh, no. But my world will. But, uh, you know, and it's like. Right. I, I understand what you mean. Your last day at work, you know, you drop over dead from a heart attack. I mean, that, yeah. that's. I have visions of that, you know, because. That last day of work is not how you want to go out. You want to, like, go out with a bang where you're like. Oh, girl, I want to go out where 
Westboro Baptist Church comes to my funeral and bans it. I mean, that's how I'm going out. I'll just let y'all know. Um, I got the party already planned. Oh, man, that would be fun. Oh, yeah. Um, cremation. And if you all don't drink and get drunk, I will be very disappointed and come back and haunt your asses. That's so right. that's how that's going. That's on record. So we're going to make sure it happens. That's. You know, and that's the kind of thing I'm talking about when you, you sit back and, you know, when you, if I would have had a chance to do more shadow work back in the day, there would be things I would do a lot differently. And um, I can say that freely because I've done the work and now it's like, wow, you know, and you reflect back, it's like, that wasn't the brightest move. So when people look at that shadow work, it's not a five minute job. It's not a two week job. It's an ongoing process. And back in the day, we, we didn't do that. And that I lost those years where I could have been working better on myself right. so that I could have done what I, I would have liked to have done. And, you know, it's, you're looking back now and you're going, wow, I wish I could have, you know, went back. Well, and also, if you think about it, though, there was a point in time where it wasn't really okay or it was frowned upon to talk about your feelings. Yeah, especially in men, and it's still frowned upon today. You well, know? that and so, psychiatric aspects. If you were, there was a period of time where everybody saw a therapist, and everybody had a therapist, and there were all these TV shows about it. But in real life, if you had a therapist, it, it was not like it was on TV. Right, right. Um, you were right. like you had a problem. Like, oh right. my god, you know, like type. oh did like. Did you hear she's in therapy? Like, yeah, like, you know, you, you grow a third head or and something. And I still, and, and I, there's still a stigma with that, that, that people, I mean, it's more accepted. There's progress being made, but there's still a huge issue in this country with mental health. It's huge. There, there is progress, but there's not yes. enough being, there's, there's not, not enough education yeah. for people right. to understand that, um, that is working on yourself okay believe it or not understanding that you do have something that's deficit in a good seven not enough there's not enough on a federal level for mental health unless you have private health insurance you don't get it and people don't understand that a lot of mental health issues are chemical imbalances right so it's it's just like diabetic you know you gotta get the balance with whatever chemicals you're lacking, you get that balance. And then it's like, oh, everything clicks. Just like if you're diabetic and you take your insulin or, you know, whatever you take, then your sugar's balanced and you feel great. Right. So I think that's another issue. Um, it is getting much, much better where people are actually talking about it now. Yes. Um, even on Facebook, wearing ads for that, you know, talk yeah. to a counselor on Zoom as that being my, Dear, near and dear to my heart, what I have my degree in, um, it's very healthy to see that. And I really, as part of shadow work, if that's what you feel you need to do in your shadow, you don't feel you can get past it, then there is nothing wrong in your spiritual path about calling up and going to see somebody because that's making you better. Oh, absolutely. There is nothing wrong with seeing a therapist. Right. It's like seeing your, you know, um, primary care. 
yeah it's along the same lines and if it's getting more and more like that because now and it's, even, healthy. it's healthy i mean you've got to take care of yourself you yeah you back to if you don't know you're doing something you're not going to be aware it's another perspective it's from a professional it's you know it's it's not a bad thing no, and I, I'm, it's starting to be talking about, and now it's starting to become more aware and people are actually, you know, doing it, but that's part of your shadow work. If you get to the point where you think that, you know, I'm not getting over something or something's still bothering me and I've done everything. Okay. Then you need to go. Yeah, exactly. So I, I love to talk about the shadow work because I really miss doing it when I was in the craft much earlier, because we, like I said, it wasn't talked about you talked about your dark side but not so much as what to do with it right i have a dark side now what do i do with it <laughs> oh so this is really a great subject um and i, yeah, I guess everybody got some a lot of views from us and a lot of um, different ways of looking at it but i yeah. really thought this was an important subject to bring up and now with the covid thing some of the restrictions are being pulled back and people are starting to get out more. So now we need to really look at people are getting out that haven't been out for a while. So it's right. um, uncomfortable for everybody. Right. The masks are still a pain in the butt and, you know, that kind of thing. But I think it's, um, we're getting there and, and we just need to keep that little layer of kindness because you don't know what's going on with somebody else. Exactly, exactly. Well, it was a great show. We could go on and on as always, <laughs> but thanks Ours. always for your support. And again, if you have any show topics that you want to hear about, any teas you want us to cover, hit us up on our Facebook page, Tea Time with Mother and Crone, and that's T-H-Y-M-E, like the herb. You can private message us or email us at teatimemc at gmail.com. And of course, don't forget to go to our YouTube channel, Tea Time with Mother and Crone, and like and subscribe so you can get all those fun notifications of the week. And if you get any information, um, if you are having any festivals that are coming up in any part of the country, let us know. We'll get them on our Facebook page for you. We're based on the East Coast, but that doesn't mean that's where our audience is. So anybody having anything, please feel free to let us know. We'll make sure it gets on the Facebook page and make sure, you know, we get it out a little bit more. We are having our um, main uh, lustration is in uh, Beltane weekend. Uh, it will be Zoom. So everybody, you know, keep an eyeball out for that one. Um, I know that Jacksonville, um, Lady Angela is doing a regional in October. And let me tell you, um, it's going to be a lot of fun because we always have fun with Lady Angela. So that's one to look at, Compassion League. Um, and if anybody else is having any, please send us some information because we'd love to get it yeah. up and just let everybody know what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. Well, okay, thank you guys. so much again and for all your support as always. And we will see you next week. Next week, guys. Bye.